I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy O. And your girl Rocky. What is good, beautiful people? I hope you are having a beautiful Sunday. Happy Easter for those who celebrate. Um, yes. Happy spring equinox delayed for everybody else. Um, but you made I just, it. You got to catch up, but you made it. You know, I just hope that everyone's able to spend the day with those that they love. Maybe eat some good food. Um, yeah. Game of Thrones comes on later, so you know I'm that. I'm about to be in there. You ain't no Game of Thrones, baby. Game of Thrones. Um, so I just hope everyone's having a beautiful Sunday. Yes. But we got to talk about some serious shit. Because that's what we got to do. Yeah. It's our responsibility. So today's episode is Black People Pay Attention to Politics, Part Two. Part Two is because we did a Why Black People Need to Pay Attention to Politics um, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Last week's episode was Why the Hood Don't Love You, a trauma story, and that was about Nipsey Hussle's passing. Right. So make sure you check out all of these. Definitely check out that one. On that episode, we really broke down... Um from a mental health perspective, like the mm-hmm. trauma piece of, in our communities, of, of our communities yeah. usually, and how that can sometimes lead to the death of the very people that are looking out for us in our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check that one out. That was our last episode last week. Uh, Why the hood don't love you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the week before that, that was our uh, second uh, episode in our political series. Mm-hmm. So that was why black people need to pay attention to politics. And then the episode before that was America is number one. Right. And that definitely is where, that yeah, definitely check that one out because that's where we're looking at what America actually is number one in, mm-hmm. but also looking at what other countries are ranking number one in two and s- comparing them and how do we strive as America to get better and be on some of these other countries' levels that are ahead of us. Yeah, because we often compare ourselves to like countries um, like Venezuela. <laughs> like Venezuela. Why, why are you just why picking are we that doing country? That? I don't. It's it's almost as if you're making a disingenuous argument. You know, because ain't nobody picking countries in Europe. I'm just saying. Come on now, we look too sharp for that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, check out those to be informed politically. Um. Because it is a continuous and ongoing thing. Politics is life. Right. Everything in politics impacts your life. Right. Whether you know it or not. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why we want everyone um, in to our pay community attention. to pay attention. Exactly. Yeah, it's important that you know because it's affecting you whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. So you might as well know it. Exactly. So you can act. Exactly. So um, I wanted to talk about why this um why this episode was so important to me so first off yeah black people pay attention to politics um and this episode really hit me and how deep and meaningful it means to me Mm. when i was posting the picture on instagram um so check out um it's so real instagram that's i-t-s-s-o-u-l real yeah, definitely it's check us out. We so post some real. good stuff on Instagram, mm-hmm. clips of us on the show, mm-hmm. some important information, and 
post like what she's about to describe right now. Some inspiration. A picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> so this picture is a black and white picture of me right. in all black with my full Looks fro. Looks really good. Um, and I, you know, I haven't had my fro since I've been in Oakland because I've started my lock since I've been in Oakland. Um, and I just forgot. And I was like, well, you know, our logo, our It's a Real logo has a girl yeah, in a fro, a fro and right, a man right. with locks. And they I was like, did, they yeah, because like, so I've only been in locks for It's a Real podcast. Right. So I was like, well, let me just show them what I look like with my fro. So then I'm looking at this tough ass picture, y'all. Hey, get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at this tough ass, ass picture and my quote that I use in the caption is activism is the rent I pay for living on this planet by Alice That's... Walker. And I feel that deeply. Yeah. Like it's real. My purpose on earth is to help my people with the talents that I have been gifted. Right. Otherwise, why, why, why do you think you have to just be like, Oh, I, I can do this just yeah. to be braggadocious. No, Cause in, in this, I also reflected when I watched the movie Coco, it's like mm. all that we have, all we can take with us is our experiences right. and all that we leave behind are the people who remember us. Mm -hmm. It's true. So if your memory is terrible because mm -hmm. of the terrible things that you did on this earth, mm -hmm. that's on you. And that's what you'll be known for. Exactly. So I had that caption mm -hmm. and then I was like, and this picture with this caption is for the episode, black people pay attention to politics, which is about black people finally getting on a level playing field. Like this political campaign that's coming up may change our lives dramatically. Oh, it will. Well, well I mean, I'm if who we want to win wins, then <laughs> If some shit happens and this fool is president again, like, nah. But. <laughs> the first year was bad. Yeah. Or even the conservative, conservative Democrats like um, Kamala Harris and Cory mm -hmm. Booker. Like, no. Things uh, are. We need someone in there that's going to change the entire system. Black people have said day in, day out that we cannot exist in the system. So now you have candidates saying, yes. We're going to fuck it up, fuck the whole system up. Hey, fuck it up, fuck the whole system up. Hey, fuck it up, fuck the whole system this up. This is her song. I say it every time AOC does anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck it up, fuck the whole system up. Hey, because yeah, we need somebody. And and I, so I'm I'm thinking about the impacts of what we're going to be talking about today being shared with all of you. And I'm like, basically politicians, the politicians that we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. are like, this system does not work for majority of the people, but it's especially harming the people who have already been harmed throughout history. Right. And it's like the most vulnerable people. Exactly. And it's like, we need to change some things like I don't under, I don't know if you understand. And I was going to say this later in the, in the show. It was like we are moving towards the future. Like everybody is in their present moment and they're like, this is the way things exist without any consideration of the fact that things could change and that things have been changing. And things consistently. always do. Yeah, exactly. Things <laughs> always change. Yeah. Like Everything was thought to be impossible. It's just because you don't have the vision for it. Everything was impossible until someone did it. Mm -hmm. OK. And then. Uh, what was the quote from AOC? 
Yes. From the, uh, from the, like, so um, AOC did a video. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Definitely check out that video. I've been posting it on the um, it's a real Facebook page, and it's a video about what would it, what would the future look like, and it's like a visual artist. If um, we pass the Green New Deal. If we pass the Green New Deal, Medicare for all, free mm-hmm. college tuition, uh, federal guaranteed jobs with living minimum wage, right. living wages, like all of sound- that. What, what, like yeah, they sound. So great and impossible because we see the society that exists. Exactly. But she showed us, and it was the first time I even had a visual of what the future could look like. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said, um, at the end of this video, we can be whatever we have the courage to see. Exactly. And it's like it's all about your perspective. Like if you thought like, oh, there's no way I must get out the hood. You think the hood is the only thing that exists. That's the only thing in your perspective. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with America. Like, if all you've been is in America, you think, Medicare for all? What the fuck? That's crazy. We've never had that here before. Yeah. That's the whole point. Exactly. But look <laughs> at other countries. How many countries? I didn't count all of them. But yeah. it's like... We went over it before. We're the, we're the only one in America's number one. We're the only one. <laughs> we're the only country out of 33 first world countries... That don't have universal health care. Mm-hmm. And all of them, all of the 32 countries that have, all of them have had it since the 1990s. Okay? So just because it does not exist in America doesn't mean it's not happening. There is a shift within humanity. Mm-hmm. And that shift is moving only towards love, towards light, towards living your truth, towards focusing on your healing and your wellness and your health. It should be. The other side of that is the fear part. Because people who aren't looking at the light and trying to find out about themselves are out there blaming others for how they feel. Hurt people hurt people. So that's what we got to do with. And those are like the two sides of the coin when it mm-hmm. comes to what our future could be. I know what side I'm trying to fight for. But I also think the reason we're seeing this real evident display of history repeating itself um, from white people is because they know it's about to be <laughs> over. Before all this shit went down, before all the deportation, the Muslim, basically Trump getting into presidency, but also mm. Standing Rock, also um, mm-hmm. before Flint, Michigan, also before Black Lives Matter, before all of this, okay, kind of political unrest, um... Damn, what happened before? <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, I hyped you up for all this? Yeah, <laughs> shit, man. My memory. Shit, okay. Um, All of this happened before... Oh! Before Trump? Yeah, but no, but it was like... That's when history was repeating. Oh, before all of that, before history was actually repeating itself, they said that Latinos were on track to be the majority oh, yeah. population by yeah. 2030. We're 2019, right? By 2030, like 11 years from now, mm-hmm. they were supposed to be the majority population of the entire country. Not the majority minority, the majority population over whites. And whites got scared. Yeah, that's why the whole border thing did start about. Like, they started fucking out, up every out. brown person. The majority of the country is brown. Now we are now matching every other country outside of Europe. Because every the majority of the planet people are it's people brown. of color. Yeah. You have China, one. The, how many people in China? Okay. <laughs> and then two, okay, you have Asia. 
And then you have the continent of Africa where there are 54 countries, people. Then you have North America and South America. Mm -hmm. Okay, North America is just not the United States. We got Canada and all of Mexico, people. So, yeah. Majority of the planet is people of color. And the United States was on track to be one of those browner countries and white people got scared. That is why we're dealing with the shit that we're dealing with right now. Why it just was like, oh no. (laughs) Yes, that insecurity, that feeling like, oh shit, we're going to actually have to deal with everyone being equal and on the same footing and the same rights. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, we've been advantaged by uh, having these systems of oppression. So exactly. what's it going to look like when those systems are no longer there? Exactly. We, and, and see that's, so these politicians who acknowledge that the system is flawed is like, let me drop a bomb on this system because we can't exist this way. Nobody can exist this way. Only the top 1%, which is old white men can exist this way and they're uh sugar mamas okay (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so they're dropping a bomb on the system and they're like we need to change the entire system so while we're going through these topics you'll see how each policy each um issue is interrelated and interconnected with one another and if we fix one of these things it's just a ripple effect into how many things that can change for our people So the reason this episode is so impactful for me is because like I've always wanted our people to be on a level playing field because I was like, if this is what we could do in face of all the oppression that we have, imagine if we were just we we could just focus on being and healing and just living and we would would thrive. thrive. You know how great a people we are. Okay, we are magical without even trying. It would be really good. Yes. Okay. So this episode, please share it. Please subscribe. If you want to donate to make sure you can hear it monthly and we can afford the promotions to get the word out there, mm-hmm. check out anchor.fm slash, I believe it's uh, it's so real slash support, but go on our link tree, link tr period ee slash I-T-S-S-O-U-L real to have all of our links so it has the monthly subscription in there too um but it's 99 cents a month 4.99 a month or 9.99 a month anything to help us promote and get our word out there because we do believe we are carrying a a deep and powerful and impactful message it needs to get out yeah all right it's over to you (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you for breaking it down um i think it's a very important episode like you just said so Check it out. Try to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to the politics of stuff, um, we discussed it a little bit, but I do want to get uh, break down a little bit more the concept of the party systems and how black people do need to be very conscious of not following in line with just one party and having just full uh, allegiance and support to one party, whether it be Democrat, Republican, or any other party. Now I want you to remind. I want to remind you that during the Civil War, Lincoln, President Abraham Lincoln, was mm. a Republican. He was the ones that freed the slaves, whether he wanted to or not. He was the one that did it. So mm. more black people were aligned back then with the Republican Party. Everything switches. Yeah, and then everything switched, and now black people majority aligned with the Democratic Party. Um, but forget the parties. <laughs> yeah, this is why. This is why uh, we were so focused on that. The, the saying. Policy and track record. Like we repeat it. Policy and track record. Policy Policy and track record. record. Policy and track record. We repeat it over and over so that you actually 
recognize that no matter what party somebody's in, that's just a fucking label. Yeah. You know? Like, a label okay, I don't give anything. a shit. <laughs> you know? All right. Individual person with policy and track record here. All right. Okay. So I could say I'm Jamaican, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Guyanese, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jamaican. But if I say I'm Jamaican and... Does that make me Jamaican? <laughs> Pretty much it. That's the point right there. If I say I'm Jamaican, that's just a label. I'm saying something that I'm not, you know? So I can say I'm any of these things. If I'm not that, then it doesn't fucking matter. And that's why we say and track record because people can be saying lovely things with their policies, mm-hmm. but if they don't have the credibility of things that you've been fighting for for as long as like you've been you, in public office. If you look at my history and you find out, huh, his parents look like they uh, have Guyanese accents and came from Guyana and look like they live there. Huh, maybe, maybe this guy's not Jamaican. <laughs> so the track record, the history, mm-hmm. what they've actually done. Um, it's just that simple. Yeah. If you follow those things, you will never be aligned with the party because that's the trick mm-hmm. with all the parties. They want you to get into a group think uh, situation where you're only loyal to the letter, the mm-hmm. D or the R next to their name. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter. That's how we get um, Barack Obama's who promised a lot of hope and a lot of change, and, you know, wasn't that much. Flint happened. Under his watch. Under his watch. Black Lives Matter happened. Under his watch. Um, Standing Rock happened. Under his watch. Sure did. But I did want to address a little bit about, because the whole Candace Owens thing happened, where he, she was trying to do the Blexit thing, and we talked about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. That's just a strategy to get people to... Um, unregistered from the Democratic Party to take their vote away. So, although we mm. can't be a, a, um, aligned. aligned with just one party, mm-hmm. we also have to be strategic with our vote. If we know that the Democrats, especially during this election season, mm-hmm. had the most uh, viable candidates that can help us out, which we're going to go through a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and, and the policies that we need to focus on, mm-hmm. That's where we need to have our vote in, and that needs to be strategic. So we need to register as many people as as Democrats Mm -hmm. so we can actually vote for those people Mm -hmm. and put them in. And then put the pressure on them as soon as they get in. Like, actual activism on the ground, not just talking about it. Exactly. And I think, again, with voter suppression, again, having candidates who are trying to eliminate that, Mm -hmm. you don't just give up. Well, there's no point in voting because they're suppressing my vote anyway. No, you get people who are... Fuck it up. Fuck the whole system You know, up. like, we, the whole reason why we even had the right to vote was because people were fighting for it. And then, it is true. Like, I understand that more yeah, and more now mm-hmm. when they say, like, so you're just going to give up? Like, you're just going to give up on the fact that these people are trying to strip your right, rights away from you. Like, these racist people are out early Activism is the rent I pay for living on this earth. It's a lot. It's just like, you, you can't just sit down... Um, bury your head in the sand and not have a plan of action to go against what they're doing because they're always looking to take away rights yeah. because they know it empowers them more. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a bully. So, right, so that's just the whole strategy because Candace Owens' thing is she never has an actual plan, mm-hmm. you know, for black people. Mm-hmm. She's, her whole thing is just to disrupt, to take away power from the Democrats because that's who she's paid for. She's paid by a bunch of billionaires. Literally, I'm not even making this up. Like, a whole bunch of billionaire people mm-hmm. fund her whole thing to tell people, to convince black people to get outside of the uh, Democratic Party. That's her whole thing. She changed her whole ideology mm. just to just to do this. Like, literally, 
uh, uh, the girl off of what's her um what's the dear uh dear white people, that girl Tessa Thompson, mm -hmm. that's Candace Owens. I swear her character, the one who's just tricking people into uh acting like she was um a correspondent who's uh, had those conservative views and she was black and edgy. You just mean the money, episode? That episode. With, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, not Tessa Thompson character. No, no. Well, that's what it sounded like. I, I said they're white people. Yeah, her character was the revolutionary. No, not Tessa Thompson. That's not that's not Tessa. She played it. Never mind. Anyways, it was in the episode where she played a person who was basically like um, Candace Owens. It yeah, was in the second that's... season. <laughs> so Samantha White, the uh, character in Dear White People, the main character, her name yeah, is Logan Browning. I'm not talking about but her. But that wasn't Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson looks like Samantha White. No, I'm not talking about her. Tessa yeah, Thompson I know that. I know the episode you're talking about where it was someone that was like Candace Owens, but that that character wasn't um, Tessa Thompson. You sure? Yes, because I'm pretty sure what Tessa Thompson looks like. That's um, yeah, that's Tessa Thompson. That's not her. Yeah, I know she, but I, th I feel like she made a camera with it. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, though. So. I know, but <laughs> I was very confused if you couldn't. So good. All right, so at the end of the day, people who um, are out to get you, <laughs> I imagine what I am. <laughs> will tell. <laughs> she literally I, I, was like, "All right, I gotta find this." I mean, IMDb <laughs> is one of my favorite adapts because I'm, I'm like I'm well I, informed I, in my movies. I should so. never give the example. That's like, why God I was damn. like, that that don't add up. Something don't sound right there. All right. People who are out to get you will tell you what to oppose, but never offer a solution right. of what that you should my, be fighting right. for. That was my whole point. It was that mm -hmm. that's all she does is she just tries to get you away from something that mm -hmm. would benefit you mm -hmm. and doesn't offer you anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, don't do that. Okay, so what's your solution? A solution? Oh, I had to come up with something? It's the same thing that the Republicans do all the time. All oh, the don't time. do the Green New Deal. What's your solution to uh, address climate change, motherfucker? So as AOC said, until you have a plan... I'm the boss. Simple as that. Because everybody can complain about everything. Everybody want to complain. Yeah. Nobody want to have a plan have of action. Because so, we're, we're moving in this direction whether you like it or not. Right. So, so the ones with the plan of action, we got it. Y'all can shut up. Mm -hmm. We don't need any more complaints. And by we, I mean justice Democrats. Yeah, not the fake ones, not the Nancy Pelosi. Not the ones who are paid off by the corporations. Right. And who want to save the health insurance, private insurance companies when they know that they serve no actual purpose and that they're just leeching off of us. They aren't providing an actual service. I pay money and still don't have my health care met. <laughs> We're just wasting money because you want to keep an industry open that doesn't serve anything. So speaking it of that. It does damage. Speaking of that, what are our priorities as Let's black get people to it. Let's get what to it. we need to pay attention to within politics what are it. things that specifically impact mm -hmm. us because every black person not everyone a lot of black people are like i don't care about this how it's impacting us because a lot of times throughout history with uh presidential campaigns or any kind of politics mm -hmm. people are talking about overall america but they're not really addressing black people so black people have gotten tired of it and we're like, well, what specifically is impacting us? So right. we're going to break down what our priorities are or should be within the political structure and what we need to be paying attention to in particular. Let's do it. So number one. Healthcare. Well, no brainer. Come on. Huh? Like. 
Um, child mortality rates for women, for infant, black women. Infant, infant mortality infant, rates. I said child, my bad. Infant mortality rates for um, black women. That's so, just crazy. So I, ooh, I have numbers for that. Sorry about the laptop being in face. All right, so. Almost took me out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get me, y'all. Um, trying to get me. So let me see. Infant mortality rate per 1,000 live births as of 2014. And this is from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Minority Health. Um, so not so infant mortality rate per 1,000 live births. And this was from 2014. 10.9 of non-Hispanic black. 10.9 per 1,000. That's way too much. Non-Hispanic white, 4.9. All races, all races, 5.8. That's high as hell. Non-Hispanic black and non-Hispanic white, I'm assuming that's the Hispanics, (laughs) 2.2. So we have the highest by five black infant mortality rate, okay? And one of the reasons why, so universal health care needs to also address our issues within the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. So Bernie Sanders is about that. And he, in fact, has talked about the black infant mortality rate. Yeah, specifically. Okay. Um, I believe uh, Marianne uh, Williamson, and we'll be talking about her a little bit later, mm-hmm. is um, about addressing um, healthcare issues within the black community. But basically, it's like, if you're going to give free access to healthcare for everybody, you also need to address what's going on within the system of healthcare. Okay. And black people are, babies are dying. And what somebody, one of my clients, he's taking a health and social justice class. And he just told me that he just learned that if you take a look at black American women with low socioeconomic status and high socioeconomic status, that means a poor black American woman Mm -hmm. and an affluent black American woman, they have low birth rates. But if you look at white American women and African women in African countries, they have high birth rates. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, why is that? And it's because they're comfortable in their environment. A white person is comfortable in in America because everything benefits her. And everybody, you know, the majority is white population. So she's not stressed. And then the African woman in African country, she got everybody looking like her. She can be comfortable in her environment. She's not stressed. But black and American women, no matter our socioeconomic status, are stressed because we're black in America. Mm. And in that piece, because we got others, healthcare is one of them. When we are in our pregnancies and dealing with our health and our wellness, look at what they have done to our wombs. Look at what they have done throughout history, okay? To our wombs. All right. Then I was because um, on Roots, if you saw Roots, um, Cicely Tyson, who played Kunta Kinte's mama mm-hmm. uh, in the opening scene, was standing up when she was giving birth. And I watched Roots voluntarily by myself when I was nine years old. So while I was nine, I was like, I wonder why she's standing up, because all the births I had seen from movies and stuff, the woman's laying down. So a couple months ago, maybe last year, I was like, why is that? And it's because. We stand up because gravity or we squat because gravity. The reason we're laying down during pregnancy is because, or during childbirth is because it's easier for the doctor. Right. Ain't that a trip? It's crazy. 
Okay. Lazy ass doctors made that shit up. Like, oh, exactly. Uh, she so take too long to give birth. You know. So <sighs> again, like this you know is, what? Sit your ass on the table. So healthcare is a Eurocentric <laughs> um, program. Okay, so it's it's all from that lens. Exactly. So Bernie Sanders talks about addressing the racial disparities within the healthcare system. He's talking about that. Okay. In addition to us not being able to give birth the way that we want. The other way that healthcare impacts black people as a whole is doctors don't believe our pain. That's so true. Number one, like it's one of the biggest complaints, I think. All right. So this is from the Washington Post and they did a survey for medical students. Okay. So these are students to become doctors and they surveyed them on a number of issues and um, they said this is the percentage of people that endorsed um, beliefs about biological differences between blacks and whites. Blacks age more slowly than whites. Um, general said 23% um, agreed with that. Second year med students, 28% agreed that blacks age more slowly than whites. That one, because of our melanin, our skin ages more right. slowly. It's the appearance. Yeah. Our, it looks our, like we age, but internally, that might not be the case. Exactly. Although, if we focus on our physical health and our mental health. also preventative, health, which is the whole point of uh, Medicare for All. It's more preventative care mm-hmm. rather than emergency care. Exactly. Yes. Because I can't afford it. I can't afford to go to the doctor. So now I go to the emergency, still can't afford that. <laughs> exactly. And that's why the system works too, because it incentivizes preventative care because they don't want to pay for the uh, more expensive exactly. stuff later down, down the road. They have, there have been so many studies that say it is worth more mm-hmm. to invest in preventative care than it is reactive. Exactly. Because long-term we are better. But remember people, health insurance and big pharma profit off your slow death. They don't want to invest in preventive, preventive care. They want you to be sick. No nutrition, no, no nutritional education or mm-hmm. anything like that. They don't want that because then Coca-Cola and all the other companies go out of business. Exactly. It's all the game, y'all. Anyways, what else we got? Black skin is thicker than whites. 58% of the general agreed with that. What the hell? You know it's just melanin, right? Y'all, <laughs> y'all know that, right? <laughs> That's it. So the other ones that they tested on, because I'm not going to read all of them. Um, black nerve endings are less sensitive than whites. 20% of the general um, agree with that. Black people's blood coagulates more quickly than whites. 39% of the general uh, agreed with that. 29% of first year medical students agreed with that. I have no idea about that. Some with blood. Whites, yeah. whites have larger brains than blacks. 12% of general agree with that. Uh, whites have a better sense of hearing than blacks. Uh, 10% of general agreed with <laughs> what that. What the hell? <laughs> really? Blacks have a more sensitive sense of smell than whites. 20% of the general uh, med students this agree is strange. with that. Whites have a more efficient respiratory system than blacks. 16% of general. Black couples are significantly more fertile than white couples. 17% of the general agreed with that. Blacks are better at detecting movement than whites. Blacks have a stronger immune system than whites. So those are the things that they were testing. But basically, doctors aren't believing our pain. That's actually, to that point, when I went to fucking Kaiser, 
So mm-hmm. I have had knee pain for the past year. Um, towards, oh, towards the end of December, it got so, so bad that I couldn't walk on it. So I went to the doctor and I had Kaiser and I told her about it. Now, mind you, my knee only hurts after prolonged periods of standing or walking or like walking for a long time mm. without being able to rest it. Um, so it doesn't hurt consistently. It's only after those time periods. So I went to the doctor and it didn't hurt during that time period. Um, so basically, she just gave me some ibuprofen. She didn't even give me. I went to the store and got it. Wow. Because it's over the counter. And it's like... That's, I mean, yeah, that's it. That was, shoot. I was like, so you're slapping a Band-Aid on the symptom without addressing my root cause. Because you just remember, like, all right, go, got to go to the next one. And then it's like, and then she was like, well, I can um, schedule you an x-ray, but that probably won't show anything. You need an MRI, and that's really expensive. And there we go. Instead of it just being like, oh, my gosh, you need an MRI to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is free because our government pays for it and we pay for through taxes and we don't have any premiums. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. I still pay $200 a month for my premium. I still pay. Um, right. So if you're paying all that money, you should have all the, everything covered, right? Because we got good insurance, right? Because we're the best, right? Because we're in America, right? Because we're number one, right? Oh, wait, you couldn't go to get the MRI because it did cost extra money? Oh. So then what's the point of insurance? Oh, so they're just price gouging people. They're just in the middle. They're middlemen. They don't actually serve a purpose. That's why they're trying to fight so hard because they know they don't actually have a purpose in this this market. Medicare for all, y'all. They don't even. We, yeah. They don't even have an argument at this point. And but and again, not only do you need the policy, you also need to address the racial disparities within the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, Bernie Sanders is about that. I'm not sure about Andrew Yang, and I'm not sure about um, Marion Wilson to the fullest extent for her. Um, but it's like, yeah, you do have to think about that aspect. And if people are talking about it, and Bernie Sanders has addressed that. Yeah, they go hand in hand. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, if we had the Medicare for all system, then we have at least access to those resources where our pain can be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But again, there has to be a conscious effort. And that's mm-hmm. where our, our... To take away from the Eurocentric exactly. mentality. And that's and, where and our and awareness focus on of more holistic were... health. Exactly. Like, it's, all of it is intertwined. If I'm stressed, that shows up in my body. Okay? Exactly. That's why we need to focus on this stuff. Because if we if we aren't um, focused on the policies that affect our health, mm-hmm. then we won't be treated in a way that is catered to our way of needing healing. You know what I mean? And to that point, check out the previous episode, Why the Hood Don't Love You, a trauma story, where I break it down of how our trauma, how of our stressors impact our bodies. Mm-hmm. Literally, it changes the way that your body and your mind, your mind is, is structured. Mm-hmm. <sighs> In addition to access for Medicare for All and uh, free universal health care, black people experience currently a lack of access to mental health care. Mm. And the reason mental health care is so important for our community is because of the centuries, uh, centuries of generational and historical and epigenetic trauma. Right. We covered some of that uh, in the last episode. Why the hood I don't love you. you. I mm-hmm. know you broke that shit down mm-hmm. all the way down on that one. So definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Um it's just really important. Um, like, we need healing. We need a lot of healing. As individuals, as relationships, as sure. families, yeah. as communities, we need healing. Yeah. And we need mental health care with black therapists to do it. Because we really don't feel... It's already, like, uncharted territory, mm-hmm. but we really don't trust 
when it's someone of a different race. Than us. But but no, if we're addressing our trauma, that needs to be addressed by someone who's experienced it. Right. Like I, you can know you all the things that you want, but if you haven't been through it to understand all of the different levels of impact, because I've lived it, I know. I'm like, this is related to that all the way back then. If you don't have that extensive knowledge, which I will be going back to school for African-American studies to make sure that I have it as mm-hmm. well. Um, you, Yeah, you need to address all of that. So I will be specializing in that because we need healing. Yeah. And next, what is our second priority for politics that we need to pay attention to? Education. Mm, that's a big one. I think our education system from the top down just needs, or from the bottom up, rather. Yeah, needs, bottom up. Bottom up mm-hmm. needs a whole like rehaul. Like the way that we even look at childcare, mm-hmm. um, the way that we look at uh, childhood education, exactly, and what we're exactly. teaching them, mm-hmm. what foundational skills they're learning. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of backwards. And then that sets up like this competitive like race towards like a. Uh, uh, it's like a validation race without actual um, appreciation for the learning process, which I think is the most important building block uh, that a child yeah. needs to learn. It's like, it's like learning life, to love, to, yeah, yeah, learning love. to love learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, Once you get that, you're good. if you think good. about it, learning is not isolated to the school. Right, exactly. You learn exactly. every single day in life, okay? Yeah. Because as you're experiencing life, you can learn something from it. And from that lesson, you can grow. So we are always continuously changing and growing Mm -hmm. and learning something new. That should be, like, enriched. Like, yes, question everything. Because even if you question something, that doesn't mean it changes your belief. You may get stronger in your belief or your opinion, your value. Mm. If you question and try to understand yourself and why you're thinking the way or why somebody else is thinking the way that they do. There's nothing wrong with questioning things. So I think just that in itself needs needs um, mm-hmm. needs some work, mm-hmm. and then when you go up to the higher levels, when it comes to high school, uh, just implementing certain programs mm-hmm. to address like social media piece. I remember we were talking oh, about yeah. that. I sent you. Um, I forgot to do his name. Anyway, uh, Cal Newport, digital Cal minimalism. Newport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he did an interview in the Breakfast Club. Right. So he's really breaking down all these concepts about how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how addicted we are to our phones when it comes to... <laughs> Especially teenagers. Because remember, millennials, bad, we're all adults right now. Okay? The I generation is growing mm-hmm. up with this, within this right, culture. So we have like a little bit of a gap between... Yeah, um, it's like Facebook just got... Like, I didn't get Facebook till I was in college. Like, like, the, like when the, I was in high school, MySpace, Facebook was for college. Days, yeah. yeah. You know? And um, so you need to realize that we didn't have access to the extent of technology and social media that, that teenagers right. do now. You just got to talk about, you got to look at Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. everything that's up right now while you're in high school. But also, and, and think about all the drama that you went through in high school. And now it's that. following you all the time. Shit. Now you have validation that and self esteem issues. That fight that everyone was just talking about, now everybody can replay, replay it. Replay it. Like, first it was over, then there's a new thing happening on Monday. Right. You nah. know? Now shit is staying with you for the mistakes and bad shit, decisions remember that, that you made. Remember that time? And it's like, that is a time for us to fuck up because we're supposed to learn, okay? Right. But now that shit is evident for the rest of your life. 
life. Like we didn't have to grow up with that shit. Yeah, it's Thank rough. God. It is rough. It's okay. Crazy so that being said, we need people who are studying that. We need people who are saying what the fuck we're supposed to do with it. Exactly. Um, and to help our children be able to thrive within their adolescence. And it also hurts um social interactions too because exactly. you don't know how to really interact outside yes, of that. Yes. Yes. And this is the this is the crucial time for your brain development. The the first oh, three years, skills? so what? your first three years of life are like the most important time of brain development. Mm-hmm. I think your adolescence and just not even only how your brain is developing, but how you are learning to be as a person yeah, is happening at that time. I think character development, yeah. a lot of that takes place in social development. Yeah, yeah. yeah, character and social mm-hmm. development development for sure happens during that time so mm-hmm. that's crucial for the, that part exactly and then going on from there to college it's like mm-hmm. come on exactly. the student debt shit can we get real what are we doing what are we doing let's get like other first world countries and offer free public education for higher you're education. literally punishing a whole generation like and, I, and to I, get think, educated. I think japan germany the uk um those were some of the top countries with um education that ranks very highly Mm -hmm. um now i will say that and i kind of lost my point (laughs) um (laughs) now i will say that i lost my point (laughs) (laughs) and as i was saying it i lost it yeah (laughs) but with the education system um Oh, in colleges? Th- the reason that countries need to focus on education mm-hmm. is because children are the next generation of humanity. That's literally right. who you're leaving your what country to. And if you're not educating them properly to thrive in a future that doesn't exist yet, then you're failing your country. You're failing your future. Yeah. It's you're failing like, humanity, basically. <laughs> basically, that's what you're doing. And listen to the results. A whole generation that don't believe in climate change. To be ignorant, to not learn anything, and then you get to an adult and you're still that way. It's like, well, yes, they don't give a shit because they were never taught to give a shit. You know? (laughs) So, um, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Um, I also want to say with uh, free universal childcare, which Bernie Sanders is about. Um, that's my number one. See, that's my guy that's, right this now. This is why he's our number one. Like policy and track record. Policy okay? and track record. I don't know anybody who has a better set of policies mm-hmm. and track record to match. Mm-hmm. Any other candidate, put it up. Track Do record. It. Look at the fucking track record. Seriously, like the policies do your are mimicking Bernie's. Bernie's came out with these policies in 2016, and it has only grown in them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do your research. Like if you disagree, but look at policy and track record. Don't come at me with nothing else. Exactly. I don't give a shit about party. <laughs> I don't give a shit about personality. Oh, damn. You think Bernie, like, Bernie, I'm sure he's a, a very nice old white guy. I don't But care. I don't feel like I want to <laughs> hang out with the dude. I don't give a shit. You're doing things that will positively impact me, my That's children, and about. my community. That's all I care about. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So, um, in addressing child care, again, the first three years of life are crucial for your brain development, as mm-hmm. well as just, you're just starting out in life you're observing everything you're like a sponge so how you communicate how you interact within relationships how you handle conflict resolution like all of that you're absorbing whether you know it or not okay so um first three of your lives are crucially important so therefore um child care and primary care need to be restructured because they are not meeting our children's educational, social, mental, or emotional developmental needs. I hear you on that. 
And again, that's crucial time. And again, they're Eurocentric. So for our black mm-hmm. children and our children of color, this is not, this is that, that picture that they have online where the test is to climb the tree, but you have a monkey, yeah. a snake, a, um, fish. a fish, an <laughs> elephant, and it's like, uh, nigga, what? That's <laughs> really fucked up. Like, how the fuck? Exactly. Like, why the fuck is that the test? <laughs> okay, so it's like, we need to... Gotta go on land. <laughs> exactly. We need to understand what our children need and then meet those needs when you said that you made me think of uh i forgot it was some video i probably you probably showed it to me uh these these kids who were like playing outside like they had all the whole school was basically like oh yeah that was in japan, japan right? yeah yeah i was like that's so and then outdoor play oh my yeah. god children learn so through able, play so they're able to socially interact yes. and everything. I was like, i'm like yo this is dope and this connect is with the the earth and yeah. be in balance within themselves more um more and more schools are trading detention for mindfulness like yeah. they're yes we need, we need to help our children again this is the next generation people <laughs> and yes, why they have people in education that have no knowledge of t- child development and the psychology, no as sense. well as the sociology between developmental um, growth within um, children's ages. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're in education. Like, I, math, English, science, history, none of it matters before this shit. This is you, you as a person. Right. Everything else is like what you apply to life, you exactly. know? Exactly. <laughs> I said character and that development um, is crucial because that's what they're going to be using with their knowledge. You know, with the, if I learn all this stuff and I just become an evil genius, that's mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> like, no. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I need character. I need Morals. to be able to apply <laughs> what I'm learning. Um, so that the first time I think of something in psychology that I'm learning, I don't think of, Ooh, how can I use that to manipulate somebody in a relationship? I think no. of, Oh, how can I better improve my relationships within my community? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? The, the go-to of my thought depends on my character. Exactly. You know, if I learn about war and I'm like, Oh man, Hitler was fucked up. I better learn to never follow, uh, some strange leader blindly. blindly. Yeah. And I, I should always be aware of, uh, different people's perspectives and not be ignorant of other people's cultures. Mm-hmm. If that's what you get, that's because of your character. If you say, Oh shit, he had a lot of power. I wonder how I get power too. That means that you had fucked up character. So you can be the most educated person in the world, but how are you applying it? And then yes, children learn through play. So this whole, my five-year-old needs to sit in a classroom for an for two hours, right. you know, they need for to be everybody. go most playing. Of, most of them. That's how they learn. And right. then you you change learning to fit the play. Thank you. I, I was just about to say that. Because I was saying, like, for most of them, and I'm like, but there might be a kid that is shy. And, and I was thinking, like, well, it's the teacher's job to then... Meet the child's needs! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay? You cannot have a robotic structure of plan. Right. It needs to be an individualized plan for right. each you child. Like, like... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. You get it like, this oh, is why I'm, well, set, ma- I'm establishing the majority school, of the kids cause... like to play outside, but little Timmy likes to <laughs> likes to play in the corner. Mm-hmm. So I guess fuck little Timmy. <laughs> like no, no. Go to little Timmy. Like oh, you like three? You like to be in the corner by yourself? Okay, That's well let's interesting. have an individualized cool. plan that you can benefit from. Exactly. It is okay to have different intelligences. It's okay to have different learning styles. It's okay to have different time yeah. frames that it takes you to understand something. It's okay to have need different resources to be able to understand something. It's okay to ask for help to be able to understand something. People learn differently. That is okay. Stop punishing people for learning differently than you do. 
I just looked at how much stuff. Yeah, so I just would like to say that we are not going to make all of today's episode. So look out for Black People Pay Attention to Politics Part, part three, 3 because we just a little Woo. invested. Yeah, we got a lot of material, but yeah. it's good. It's, it's good. all good stuff. That's and, actually a good thing. And no rush. Like, yeah. <laughs> we God will be doing this stuff. podcast for. However long we want, yeah. So we'll get there. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I also want to address the fact that they're cutting arts education from um, our school systems, our public school systems. Which again, like you said, is how a lot of our children I, learn. I'm gonna I'm get something because I was reading something and I saw it in here, and this is why I got the book. I don't know if you can still hear me. Eh, probably, probably not. okay all right so this is called black children their roots culture and learning styles by janice hale and in it um she's talking about the different intelligences um so Mm. the thing that they focus on most within the public education system that exists today is linguistic and logical mathematical intelligences but um but who is this person howard gardner Mm -hmm. um I guess some scientists who did a study um, <laughs> list five more varieties of intelligences. Uh, so spatial intelligence, um, the ability to yeah. find one's a, one's way around an environment to form mental images and to transform mental images into physical ones. And um, this intelligence can be expressed in visual art. Musical intelligence is expressed in the ability to perceive and create pitch and rhythmic patterns. Bodily kinesthetic intelligence intelligence. Um, will be revealed in gifted fine motor movement as seen in a surgeon or gifted gross gross motor movement as seen as a dancer or an athlete. Oh, a little bit. Interpersonal intelligence involves understanding others, how they feel, what motivates them, how they interact. Um, This realm of intelligence is expressed in social skills. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't highlight this one. Interpersonal intelligence refers to an individual's ability to be acquainted with himself or herself, to have a developed sense of identity. So those I are the different um, intelligences. And see, this is, again, I'm going to have my school. I'm going to have my after school program. I'm going to have a daycare because I'm not playing with my community. I want to have a significant impact on changing our community for the next future generation. Okay. Right. Like I'm this whole give up mentality is not me. Activism is the rent I pay for living on this planet. Mic drop. Even though we can't drop the mics. All right. What's next? So in addressing what's happening politically within our education systems for our primary education and our child care is they are suspending our black boys as preschoolers, as preschoolers. Demonizing and criminalizing our boys before they even reach the age of six. I saw one one study where they... um, they use some kind of software technology to track the mm. eye movement of the teacher. So they had the kids doing like some activity. And whenever the black boy did anything, though, the white teacher's eyes would go towards him. And um, so it was like tracking them to see where they were looking. Because white kids be fucking up too, but they just don't get punished it's for it. It's the same thing as police. Like they exactly. go into the hood. They yeah. go into the black neighborhoods. Meanwhile, Wall Street... Coked up all over the place. Exactly. 
Exactly. They're looking for it. That's so fucked up. Yeah. So our black boys have been suspended at a lot higher rates um, than any other child. Um, black black girls age, are second. Yo. In preschool. Mind you, preschool is like three, four-year-olds. Okay? In preschool. Um, and then, like, I had a three-year-old client who was one of those boys getting suspended. And you know what I saw when I went into the school systems? I went into um, two of his daycares to see the environment that he was in. And his teacher did not like him. Point blank period. We are interpersonal people. If I feel that you do not like me, I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'm not going to respect you. I'm going to be doing what I want because you don't like me to begin with. So mm -hmm. why I got to respect you? Okay. That's taking disrespect just because I have to. No, you don't. <laughs> so anyways, the child's acting up because the teacher don't like him. Mm -hmm. All right. And then um, he's climbing on furniture when... Um, I went to the one daycare and he was, they were mad cause he's climbing on furniture. I was like, well, what are your outdoor activities? And I like stayed with them for like, um, like a couple of hours to see like the full experience of what he was being exposed to. And they went outside, walked a block down the street in a line holding a rope and then turned back around and walked back to the school. What kind of shit I is said, that? Excuse me? No running. No screaming, <laughs> no playing. Are you for real? Like, no wonder he's climbing on your furniture. He ain't got that outlet. <laughs> okay? So it's like... That is terrible. Exactly. So, All right, kids. Boom, 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 And then, boom, and then, and see, I, I, I get so attached to my clients. Um, So mind you, he's three, so I'm already okay. baby fever's high. He's adorable, right? So... I'm I'm with him. I'm with him while we're walking, right? And he and luckily I was with him because I wasn't connected to the rope that the kids were holding or the the daycare teachers were. So I was just holding his hand and we were walking. So he would want to stop and ask questions about the things that he saw in nature and stuff, and they would penalize him for it. And I'm like, he's just curious. That's what you're supposed to be as a child. Yeah. So you're stifling his creativity and curiosity. Yeah. Because you want. Discipline and obedience. Your form of discipline, which is basically obedience mm -hmm. and, and conformity. shut up, conform, shut up, listen, do what you're told. Mm -hmm. Shut up, listen, do what you're told. That's not actual discipline. No, and that's not embracing their learning. You know what I'm either. saying? Because that, that goes back to the whole character piece again. Because it's like that's just discipline for uh, obedience sake. It's not actually learning to be disciplined because you want to achieve something or you're trying to be motivated to uh, be focused on a craft or focused on a goal. That's where discipline actually comes from. And that's what you need to learn. Mm -hmm. You're just learning fear yeah. or like, yeah, like you said, conformity mm -hmm. and stifling a man's uh, little man's creativity yeah. and curiosity. So I was just, and I, and, and, and that was the thing that's, I was, and it was, it was, a, stop to say it was a single dad too. And I was like, look, that's this is up. the system that your child's in. He's not going to thrive here unless they change the system. Like he's, I was like, I don't, I, and that is why it's crucial that I send my child to an Afrocentric school mm -hmm. because it's like, I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, you I should know this. Again, why are you in education if you don't? Again, this that teaching and anything to do with children and um, like creating their future and stuff, that is the most powerful position in this country, if you ask me. Mm. Teachers, the ones who shape the, the minds and the hearts of our next generation. Yes. Because children are in school majority of the day. Right. They are not with their parents majority of the day. They are in daycare, preschool, kindergarten. Um, 
the regular school after school care, like they are not with their parents majority of the day. Parents definitely, I'm, I'm going to be having parenting classes too because I need that. Yeah. Cause we got individual issues, relational issues, and then issues with our child. Woo! Healing. Okay. Um, but yeah, so all of that. Um, also I would like to say that, um, during not even, I'm not even saying adolescence, sexual education needs to take place Ooh, throughout, I even think throughout their education, yeah. not just in middle school, <clears throat> because when I went to Jamaica, a browner country, I went to a school there where we were volunteering and my classroom was about six to nine year olds. And we were teaching about body parts. So what our activity was, we were going through the alphabet and saying the names of body parts with that particular letter. And when we got to P, they yelled out penis. When we got to V, they yelled out vagina. As much as they would yell out arm or belly or ear or mouth, they would yell it out. There was no shame. It was a body part. There was no sexualization of a body part for a child. Right. Okay. When I was in middle school and I was going to sex ed, my teacher had to bribe us with candy to say penis or vagina without giggling. That's how much shame we had of actually just saying the word. Yeah, I would, I would never. <laughs> Damn. That's what I'm saying. Get bribed. Yeah. Because we would be giggling when we said it, you know? So. Penis. <laughs> exactly. That shit. And I'm like, it's a body part. It is a body part. That's what the doctor call it. It's a body part. Just like your arm. Just like your eyeball. Like, it's, it's a body part. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think. Maybe. I can't say I didn't have that problem at all when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was a big deal. Like, after a while, I was like, yeah, penis. Vagina. Well, yeah. It's the younger kids. But that's what I'm saying. These were six to nine-year-olds yelling it out with confidence. Yeah. I mean, like, around that age. By then, I was, I was good. Nah. <laughs> we was teenagers middle school but anyways Damn. um also we need to stop shaming menstruation we need to have a full conversation about the different um menstruation uh, cycles as well as flow level and all of that we our girls because i got my period when i was nine years old so nobody else was having their period it so yeah and it runs early in my family so it's like within my family we talked about it and stuff but when i have a pad at school how the fuck do i get to the bathroom like it's just and like without being seen because people are gonna make fun of me i don't know how y'all do any of this yeah so it's like <laughs> we need to stop shaming that we need to teach boys to talk about it with confidence too because a lot of times they're the ones that make us feel bad and stuff like that but girls are bitchy and stuff like that so it's just yeah i hear most of the girls do yeah i feel like we don't want to hear anything about it <laughs> yeah. but it's just it's just yeah so that and then when we are in sex actual sex education not only do we need to talk about stis or stds we need to talk about testing like they talk about that but they don't talk about getting tested before you have sex like to ensure this okay they may be changing it from the time i went they need to talk about that consent and also like the pleasure piece i was gonna say consent definitely consent consent (laughs) consent The, the pleasure piece too because I think it, it, they because, shame it so much yeah, yeah. they make it a it's scary like, thing like, exactly. it's no, actually it an enjoyable. enjoyable experience that's why people that's do why it that's why you need to do it right yeah and we're gonna teach you how to do it right mm-hmm. these are the pleasure points how about that like cause teaching some, you know, about guys, orgasms yeah guys yeah. don't still don't know yeah I, I hear from women mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is still a problem yeah so. So anyways, um, also queer sex ed, that definitely needs to be um, talked about in general so everybody knows. Mm, right, right. Yeah, um, all these things. Mm-hmm. So our education A system in general. universal education yeah, system. Our education system on a multitude of levels in general needs to change as well as our school lunches. Okay, that is oh, the energy God. that you're putting into your body. Okay? Y'all ruined the breakfast program that the Black Panthers started. Exactly. Okay. With this bullshit. 
and 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 if you look at other countries, their kids are eating better. Okay, we have processed foods in our school lunches for okay? breakfast. Like, like you wake up in the morning, you don't morning, have garbage. It, it, it's not fresh fruit; it's a fruit cup. Like what? <laughs> right. You know, right, yeah, and all bad. carbs, no leafy greens. Like yeah. So in general, our education system needs a restructuring. Um, but these are the, so what I was talking about with the preschool suspension is a part of the school to prison pipeline. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the school to prison pop pipeline is, um, a disturbing national trend wherein children are funneled out of public schools and into the juvenile and criminal justice systems. Okay. Many of these children have learning disabilities or histories of poverty, abuse, or neglect, and would benefit from additional educational and counseling services. Mm -hmm. Instead, they are isolated, punished, and pushed out. And that was from the ACLU, okay? The American Civil Liberties Union, all right? So these school to prison pipes, so and again, you have detention, you have suspension, you have expulsion, you have metal detectors, you have cops instead of counselors, okay? You have a limited amount of black teachers who are gonna have more of that cultural, relational. Especially black male teachers. Black male teachers, yes, okay? Like they need representation to see a possible future, okay? Um, but yeah, so, and then why are they funneling them into the system? One, if black people are not educated and this goes into our education, free college tuition, being able to go to college and seek higher education and ask questions to fight for our betterment as a community. Okay. All interconnected. Um, but damn it. Where's that going? (laughs) This is just. Oh, the, the jail systems, that goes into mass incarceration. They take away mm-hmm. our vote, not, and then we're not able to get a job. We're more likely to be repeat offenders. We're in there, and we're making money for these corporations, these pr- private prisons, okay? So it's literally, like, all connected. Politics, yeah. Politics, and it all impacts us. So when you say you don't care, you need to care, because you, everything impacts yeah, us. Yeah, you're basically saying you don't care about And when anything. you say, oh, this doesn't impact black people, yes, it does. <clears throat> How does it not? Right. <laughs> so that's what I mean when I'm saying drop a bomb on the entire system. You have rippling effects. Okay. And it's like we have to change everything. We have said repeatedly that we cannot exist in the system that already exists. Right. We have to change it. We have to change it. Whew. I was very worked up by that that part. Uh so <laughs> I, we can end on the um, the planet <laughs> and then we'll just yeah, okay. do part three and start with. Um, so part three for black people pay attention to politics will be about gentrification, right. uh, criminal justice. Um, and then uh, reparations. OK, um, so stay tuned to part three for reparations. Part three, baby. So you said you want to end on uh, the plan? Oh yeah. So yeah, we just gotta talk about this real quick because it's it's really annoying. I don't I don't understand when Ugh. I say Green New Deal impacts Black people and they're and like, are like, that's not specific to us. How the fuck is it not? First of all, all right, this is the planet. You live on the planet. Last what? time I checked, you go, you got a ride somewhere else. <laughs> you gonna you got money to go to Mars? Where your Mars money at? You've been che- you've been saving. You've been saving. Oh, wait, oh, you you got Mars money then. Go ahead. Exactly. You live on the planet too. So I don't understand how you think that's just going to skip over you. It's going to hit you even worse. <laughs> you're Especially if you're in a poor community. Okay. They are taking 
Envi- like that's why we Bernie Sanders is fighting for environmental justice because mm-hmm. what's happening is there are natural disasters that are impacting poor black communities and they are gentrification taking that shit up. Right. Look at what happened in Puerto Rico, man. They are buying up land over there. They're mm-hmm. buying up as much as they can. They're using is all using up all their resources, and it's just look at what happened to New Orleans. It's a shame. Houston. She, like, Houston, New Orleans, New Orleans is a huge example. Of that. Yeah, I went to New Orleans in 2017, and when I got there, I was like, "Where the fuck are the black people?" <laughs> as soon as all that shit gets wrecked, everybody's home gets wrecked. It's the easiest gentrification in the world. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they can't come back. Yeah, we're just gonna buy it up, rebuild for the white people. Boom, and make hella money. That's how the planet affects you. In addition, Flint, Michigan. You yes. know, b- before. Um, humans, <clears throat> white people, we had <laughs> fresh water that we could drink out of. Like, go to the river, you drink. Now, also, the government has it illegal to collect rainwater. Well, I get it now because the rainwater is fucked too. <laughs> yes, because of pollution. We <laughs> um, again, climate change, again, planet, again, oh, Green New Deal. Right, right. It's all connected. Um, so. God. Y'all piss me off. Right? Like, how the <laughs> fuck do you not... It doesn't it impact me. How? <laughs> and then... Um, uh, so, we can't collect rainwater. We're dependent on them. We can't collect mm. rainwater because that's not safe, nor is it legal. Um, they need to change that, but then it's not safe. And then we can't drink just out of the river next to us, so it's like we're dependent on them. Either. Exactly. So, that we're dependent on the government to provide us with water. Okay. In order to make sure that we have water that's drinkable, we have got to work on saving this planet. Right. Because polluting it is not... I saw a river in India, and they called it a river of plastic. It was just all plastic. Like, just like not no space for water to be seen. It was all plastic. I saw one that was on fucking fire because of some leak that they had. Mm. Like, that's just not even uncommon. This is bad. Like, Mm. especially... In other parts of the world too, but here as well, like yeah. all the pipelines that we do, all the, the explosions that happen, mm-hmm. all the methane leaks. That, that's what happened with uh, uh, Standing Rock. Oh, it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna it's leak. It's not gonna bust. The pipe's not gonna bust. That's what they were fighting so hard for, and it happened anyway. And we knew it. But yeah, that's the cost of, of, of not paying attention to politics when it comes to environmental justice. It's a huge deal. Now, the environment that you live yeah. in affects everything. Mm-hmm. The, even the fact that there's food deserts and everything mm-hmm. else like that is because we've been congregated into one little piece of land. And then they even try to take that from us when we build it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need access to fresh produce. Okay. That's, and by I mean fresh produce, I mean no pesticides. Right. Okay, so not only are we surrounded by fast food restaurants and liquor stores that have healthier food that are more expensive and the cheaper food is I can get a burger for a dollar, but a salad is seven ninety nine. Right. So not only do you have that, then you go to the the Whole Foods and then you got to worry about chemicals killing you. So, yeah, everything, it's a domino effect. Like, mm-hmm. everything when it comes to the environment affects you. Because the environment, like you said, affects the food that we eat. You can't escape that. 
Shit, the environment. Let me tell you how much the environment affects us. Okay, all these droughts that might start happening. Exactly. So the we're fucked. We're fucking up the planet. Okay, black people, you don't want to be involved, but our communities are trash. Okay, now it could be because they're mother, the motherfuckers that we're paying our taxes to aren't coming to clean it up, but it also could be us throwing shit on the ground purposely. Mm. I've seen that shit, mm-hmm. and it's like this is the community you live in. You don't even care to treat it with respect. Right. It's like, well, then yes. You're going to have litter everywhere fucking in your gutters and shit. Mm-hmm. Like. So a lot of that starts on the local level. So I understand. Yeah. If, if that's your mentality when it comes to just everything in general, your day to day, maybe you just don't care. But I do. So I'm going to fight do. for it. Again. Yes. We will be happy. And you'll shirts. reap the benefits and you won't say anything. Exactly. And that's cool. Cause it don't and, and, that, and that's one of the things that somebody told me about the civil rights movement. They were like, people didn't like black people fighting back. Yeah. They said, y'all rocking the boat. We got it as good as we can. That's, that's, if you haven't noticed that that that's going to happen in every generation. Ooh, I saw a picture of that and I was going to send it to my dad <laughs> because he <laughs> needed to see it. My dad and I have different views. Mm-hmm. The most dangerous phrase in the language mm. is. We've always done it. We've always done it this way. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Life changes. Things change. As it should. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, what it is when it comes to environmental justice. You it gotta focus you. on it. I don't, I don't There's know. no way around it. Literally, you, you are on the planet. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. Um, With the droughts... Uh, so again, we're impacting the planet. We're seeing the changes within the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's like California has been experiencing a lot more droughts lately. Um, even though we just got a, a heavy period uh, within the last year and a half of rain. Oh, thank God. Um, so now the uh, state of California is officially out of a drought, the whole state for the first time, um, since we started in the, the drought. And last fall, the fires that we had. Man, that shit's scary. Like... East Coasters, we hear about the earthquakes in, in California, and it's like, I can't I do that. I can't do that. News. When I got here and I experienced an earthquake, I was like, okay, I can deal with this. Yeah, little earthquake little baby sense. ones, I'm cool. But when the fires came, I said, what the fuck? This shit I can't serious, breathe. Bro. And it's like, I don't have real. any... I don't have any fresh air in my house to breathe. So I can't breathe outside. I can't breathe inside. I cannot breathe. And you could feel the particles inside of your lungs. Like you felt it if you were outside for too long. Like that shit. <laughs> like, and we he had masks and stuff. Call. And it's like, you... Unless you get out of the fire zone, you, that's it, you know? So you're stuck to have to have that within your environment. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to need us to worry about the environment. A lot. Because we are impacting it, whether you like it or not. And if y'all ain't recycling, that's another thing. Like, we need... Because, again, I don't know if you all get this, but humans have made things that are not biodegradable. Right. So all of our cities, all of the things that we make that are not biodegradable, where are they going to go? Landfills? Well, that's going to run out of space. We're going to need more space for landfills. If we don't change everything. That's the challenge ahead of us, but we got to step up. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm tired. That that was a lot. Yeah. I feel like my voice is a little hoarse. Mine's a little bit. 
<clears throat> so we will probably go smoke in the sunshine. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Tonight. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. But I uh, hope y'all enjoy. And hope you, hopefully you share. Please do. Please share. And then, yes, we will be talking about reparations in the next episode. That's the one I know y'all want to talk about. I know. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, reparations. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But in the meantime, I'm going to leave it with what AOC said. Mm. We can be whatever we have the courage to see. So open up your eyes. The future is right in front of you if you choose to see it. And things impact you whether you like it or not and whether you can see it or not. All facts. All right, y'all. So thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, Oh. You have a beautiful Sunday. Take care of you. All right. We out. Peace. And love. Thank you.